y'all, this is She Buys It with Whitney Nicely. to the She Buys It podcast. I'm so excited for y'all to hear about Rita's story and how she was able to go from being a stock investor to a real estate investor. And now she's given back to women who need help. And that's what we're all about is women helping women here at She Buys It. Y'all are going to love this conversation. Let's jump right in. Rita, tell us who you are, where you're from and what you got going on. And then we'll dig into the details a little bit. Good morning. So glad to be here. Uh, excited to have your listeners hear a little bit about my story. I'm uh, a psychiatric nurse by trade, and I still have my full-time job. But one day, I made the fateful phone call thinking about my retirement, as all of your listeners can do. And I called Social Security to find out down the road how much I would be entitled to after working all of my life. And they gave me the grand total of about $2,000 a month. And I said, hell no, I can't live on that. Even though I did all the correct things as we all do in terms of 401ks and going to college and buying a good home and all that, I said, no, I need to look at some type of passive income. And that was the fateful day that I made the decision to jump into real estate. I jumped in with both feet, bought uh, 21 homes in 11 months, uh, creating my passive income and I really wanted to create that generational wealth for my two children and that's how I got started. Rita I love that I have so many questions let's start with actually calling social security I didn't know you could call social security unless you needed to change your last name. Oh yes please everyone call them and find out what the dreadful number is that you're going to get at the end of your long work history and they will give it to you for sure. That has to be a very scary moment because, you know, I have this, I don't remember who said it, but I think Tony Robbins, we overestimate what we can do in 10 years, but we underestimate what we can do in a month or something like that. And I feel like that's probably like social security. Like we're probably thinking, oh, you know, I'll easily be getting, you know, four, five, six, seven thousand $7,000 by the time I'm old. And then we turn around and we go, wait a second, that's not really that old, but I'm like, it's only a, a 10 years away. So how much am I going to get? Exactly. It's a scary number when you face reality. I thought $2,000. I don't know about the ladies listening, but I have uh, shoes and purses that are worth more than that. And I thought I can't live on 2000 a month, you know, oh. rent alone. It's crazy. I mean, a Louis Vuitton never full bag is two grand or more and a Goyard bag is starting at two grand. The Louboutins are a thousand dollars. I mean, you can't get, no, I could definitely spend two grand a day, even without trying. Absolutely. It would be a nice aspiration to have for sure. <laughs> and can we also talk about my grandma was in a nursing home and she was in a nice nursing home. And I think it was between, I think it started at eight grand a month. Yes, and it does. If she, if she needed anything, her hair done, pizza on Friday, uh, heaven forbid she needed to go to the doctor or have somebody look after her. We even paid a woman to sit with her so that she wasn't, you know, one of those lonely old ladies in the nursing home. So I know it was 10 or 12 grand a month we were spending. Yes, absolutely. And we don't know what will befall us in the end of our lives. So wouldn't it be prudent for us to plan for the worst and hope for the best and just create that passive income stream that will generate ten or $15,000 a month or more so we could uh, deal with something as uh, sad as what, we might, what happened with your grandma. I mean, I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but those are real numbers. Yes, they are. 
And people have this idea that, you know, a, a knight in shining armor is going to come through and save them and automatically give them 10 grand a month. Like, come on, some of y'all aren't making 10 grand a month working 40, 50, 60 hours a week right now. What makes you think you're going to magically have it from the government in 10, 20, 30 years? Absolutely. Yes. Make that call to Social Security. For me, it was a wake up call. We all know that real estate is the place to be, but many of us, like myself, put it off. We bought into going to college, getting a good house, a good car. And I think we let a good life get in the way of having a great life. And I said, enough. Ooh, that is a great line. And I think you're absolutely right. We, we've settled for a good life instead of shooting for a great life. Absolutely. I did a Facebook live video this morning and I had my, uh, hair in a knot apparently because you know people are out here acting like they're going to work 40 years and then retire and live the high life for five or six years and then die and that's it and i'm like come on guys there's a little bit more going on than just that and if you're gonna get those five or six years you're gonna have to have somebody paying you because two grand a month's not gonna make your mortgage payment no and i mean i had a great uh, w-2 income working as a nurse and you know i get paid rather well for what i do but Two grand a month. No, I can't do that when I'm 80 or 90 or, you know, hopefully beyond. Yeah. And I don't want you out there nursing when you're 80 or 90 either. I want you hanging out and helping these other women. Exactly. And you think of just people who are waitresses or work hard with their bodies, you know, to develop that passive income stream so you don't have to work as hard with your body is certainly, I think, the way to go for all of us. For sure. You got to figure out how to get a business. Have you read Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki? I know you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Yes, I've read many of his books. And I, yeah, I did read Cashflow Quadrant. And that's what it's all about is you've got to move through all those quadrants and you've got to be a business owner, not just a real estate investor, not just a, a W-2 earner, but you've got to be the boss. You got to move through all those quadrants and make sure you're really setting yourself up right. That's right. And I think it's never too late to start that. You know, at one point I thought, oh, I should have started when I was 20. And I think the best time to get into real estate was perhaps 20 or 30 years ago. The next best time is today. So I just want all your listeners to think, jump into today. You can certainly make up for lost time. No problem. It's like, uh, you know, Christmas tree farms. You're, you're planting those trees now and you may not sell one for five or six years and it may be 15 or 20 years before your kids even make any money on it. But if you don't get started now, you're never going to have a tree farm and maybe not a tree farm, but uh, my favorite Bible verse is Proverbs 31, 16. She goes to inspect the field and she buys it. But the second yep, part yep. says with her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Yes. So it's the same thing. If you're going to make wine in 10 years, you got to plant some seeds today, but you got to work those seeds. You got to work that soil. You got to keep investing and giving and pouring out into it so that one day we're going to drink some wine. The last thing to come out of a tree is the fruit. Absolutely. And think of it as generational wealth for your children and even beyond. Think about grandchildren down the road. Planting those seeds now will help. They will think of you fondly if there's some passive cash, cash flow coming in. Let's talk about that for a second because my mom was a real estate investor. When I was growing up, I remember getting money out of the mailbox and I didn't realize that bills came in the mailbox until I was in my 20s. <laughs> So you got started yourself. So I'm guessing your mom was not a real estate investor. Correct. She was a stay-at-home mom. 
but your kids are growing up knowing that money comes in the mailbox and yeah, bills come in the mailbox too. And yeah, we got to drive by these 21 houses, but we're helping these 21 women who need a little bit of a booster. Absolutely. I think the uh, best example to set is just by doing and showing our kids, whatever age, passive income. This is what I do. I don't have to work that hard for it. I don't have to punch a clock just to instill those values. They see us reading books. They see us watching videos. I know my first year I had to read 60 real estate books just to catch up. But I looked at it, Whitney, as getting my master's degree in real estate on my own. We're so fortunate now. There's so much free content on the internet. I listened to 330 podcasts in my first year because I wanted to get educated in this whole arena. And there's a lot to learn and there's lots of different things you can try, but you bought 21 houses in 11 months. So you showed your kids how to work hard for maybe 12 months to learn this stuff. But then when you started hammering into it for those 11 months, boom, now you got 21 houses that are going to pay you forever and ever. Amen. So you worked for 11 months and got 21 houses that are going to pay forever and ever. Amen. So you can work a short amount of time and still get money five, six, seven years down the road. Absolutely. That process of duplication is just so important. It just creates that passive stream that is great when you go to your bank account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fifth of the month is my favorite day. And after that, we're just working for the fifth again. <laughs> it's all due on the first, but everybody pays on the fifth, which is the last day before it's late. Right, right. <laughs> which is fine with me. You know, you got 21 houses. And that means you're helping 21 women. Tell me what you're doing with these women and how that's working. I looked at the Section 8 program and I liked what they provide. Many people have a stereotypic idea about the Section 8 program in that uh, the tenants will destroy your home or whatever. And I feel like it receives a bad rap. Uh, what happens in reality with Section 8, if the tenant should damage your home, they risk losing their voucher for life. And what that means is it's typically a mom and her young children. The mom doesn't want to lose the roof over their heads. And they typically put the young children into good school systems that you have in the neighborhood. So the mom gets in there. She's happy to stay there for about 12 years. She takes really good care of the home because this is the roof over her children's head. So that's what drew me to the Section 8 program. Yes, they have inspections. But again, I looked at that as a positive in that they are keeping the inspections are keeping my homes up to code, keeping them safe. I'm putting a little money into them in terms of repair each year rather than letting it accrue and paying it all at the end. So I think the Section 8 program is really great. I'm able to help 21 single moms have safe, affordable housing with their children. I love that because I am one of those people under the impression that Section 8 is not where you want to be. I, I have a friend, a lady that told my papa, uh, you know, 10 years ago that she said that if the trunk dies, the branches will die also. And, you know, what she's saying there is that you have to keep yourself together so that all these branches, all these 21 women that you're helping, they can keep growing and producing and doing what they need to do to live and survive and all that's great. But she also was a real estate investor and she had section eight houses, but she had them in the part of town that my mom told me never to go to. And so my only experience from this woman that I respected a whole lot 
with section eight was that I don't belong over there. I don't need to go over there, but you're saying you're buying great houses in great school districts and still giving these women the right chance that we all want to have. Absolutely. And that's the key to look at a good school system. And then you will all, always have tenants for every house I put up for rent. I usually get at least 20 phone calls of moms who would like to live there. And it's just a great opportunity for children to come out of the multifamily, out of the projects and have a single family home. They then have a sense of ownership. And I feel as though I'm a contrarian. Many people are trying to get in the path of progress and that's great going for the appreciation. I'm looking at it more for cash flow. And I know the Section 8 program will never go away, regardless of who's in the political office. There will always be a demand in this country for affordable housing. In fact, it's growing. So that's the niche I have decided on, just to get that guaranteed check from the government. It's your and my tax dollars hard at work. I wanted to get a little bit on the back end and help some moms along the way. And it's working out pretty well so far. I think there's always going to be moms that need some help too. Like, so you've picked a great niche to be in because we're always going to need section eight houses. We're always going to want to be in the best school district. We're always going to be want to move out and have that sense of ownership. And we are a society that loves to let the landlord take care of stuff. Like I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm like a grandma millennial. I know, but I am a millennial, but I love living in my mom's rental house because if something breaks, I'm going to call my dad to come fix it anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you just take care of your properties and there'll always be a demand for them. So tell me how you got these 21 houses. I love creative financing. Please, please, please tell me they were owner financed to you. No, unfortunately, they weren't <laughs> owner financed. Sorry to disappoint. I'm not disappointed. It's okay. Listen, there are thousands of ways to make money in real estate and however you do it is the right way for you at that time. Absolutely. Out of the 21, as you know, we can obtain about 10 loans in our own name. So I moved them out of my LLC temporarily to get the 10 loans. So I do have the 10 loans there. So that locked that down. And then I had been a saver all my life. So if anyone's interested in getting into real estate, you don't have enough money yet, get a second job, become a saver, save up a little bit of money because it certainly came back to help me when I was ready. So I decided that I wanted to remove myself from the stock market. It had uh, been going up for a long period of time. I sold out of that and redeployed all my money into real estate. So then I just purchased uh, the other 11 homes from my stock market proceeds. Just cash buy and hold. My mom is a cash buy and hold investor. So that's how I thought you needed to be. So my first two houses I bought, I paid cash and I learned a lot of lessons going broke, trying to get rich in real estate. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, tell me, uh, well, you know, I think a lot of women were raised to want to be savers, but it's hard when you're looking at that savings account and there's a bunch of money in there and you're not, sometimes disciplined enough to say I need a house versus a new Louis Vuitton bag or a new pair of shoes or, you know, whatever. And you mentioned, you know, getting a second job. Well, you already have a job and you got two kids. How do you, you know, balance all of those different, you know, things? 
Yeah, Whitney, it certainly is a challenge. When I realized I needed a little bit more income as a full-time nurse, I did get a second job. And I was also a Dell Carnegie instructor and did motivational speaking. And then I started my own business and I did corporate seminars because it wouldn't take a lot of hours, but I could go in there and corporate paid rather well. So I, I created my own sideline hustle and was able to save some money for that. And in terms of uh, saving, I just look at it as consistency and just that determination. If you're a healthy eater, you just do that consistently day by day. If you work out, you do that with some discipline. And I lump saving into that part of balance. While I wanted to eat healthy, I wanted to work out, I wanted to be a good mom, but I also wanted to have a stable financial future. So I lumped that in that I have to be consistent. I have to say no to some of the high-end shops, high-end purses at times. I did reward myself on occasion, but savings for me throughout my life, I knew that down the road, there would be a retirement calling and I needed to prepare for that. And I just had that mentality all along. Women tell me that they're already working one job and they already have two kids and they just don't have time for that second hustle. They don't have time to wholesale. They don't have time to even look at properties. What do you tell those women? Well, then you may not have time to cash those $15,000 a month checks when you're 70 years old and you wish that you'd could have done that when you were 30 and had the energy and the outlets and the uh, people to help you find that sideline hustle. You know, in this day and age with the internet and so many ideas out there, there's Uber, there's so many applications we can do to make a little bit more money that, you know, I think that you just have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I really uh, making as much as I can? Or is there another area of my life where I can take in a few more children and watch them for someone else. You know, there's just get creative and be honest with yourself. Yes, we all have 24 hours in a day, but I think it, it matters how we expend those hours and what we do to profit from those 24 hours. And that's what it, you got to think of it as this isn't a playground this is it. This is all we're getting. And if you're not double, triple timing your time, then you're never going to get ahead. You're never going to catch up. It's not going to slow down. The kids aren't going to get less involved. And, you know, it's not going to get easier if you wait. You have Absolutely. to get started now. Absolutely. We're lucky. We have opportunities. We can work from home. We can blog. We can write. We can get paid for working at home. We can do work for other people. Uh, that don't want to do that type of work. So just, you know, give us some creative thought, talk or, you know, talk to others, find out what they're doing and find something that will generate, if that's what you need is more income. I also want to say that it's not a 40 year job. It's an 11 month hustle. It's a two year turnaround. You're if absolutely you right. I mean, if your kids are in sixth grade now, by the time they get to high school, you could be a totally different person on a totally different path. Absolutely. If that's your goal to be home with your children, hustle it out hard for a year or two and keep that as your dream that you can be home with them longer. You know, I can remember walking, working long days as a nurse. I would come home and for those first 11 months, then I would go to Kinko's and I have to send off all these papers and whatnot to the lender. I was up late. But that, as you pointed out, was 11 months. Now I can spend 15 minutes to an hour a day just kind of 
putting my hand in my business because it's sort of on autopilot. I've created my team, my property manager, my realtor, my lender, my title company, my attorney, my accountant. They take the burden. I like to leverage people as well as knowledge and they are my team and they've taken a lot of the burden off of my day to day. Tell me about building that team because people come in. I, I have a course called First Deal Done Fast where I help women get their first deal done fast and hopefully in less than 11 months. And women come to me and they say, yeah, but I, I need a team. Will you teach me how to build a team? And I'm like, okay, but this is your team and your business. I can't just give you my team because you may not like them. They may not be close to you. Absolutely. It could be in a whole different geographical area and the personalities may not click. You know, I like to do things really the simple way and the easy way. And that's why I'm about passive and cash flow. So I thought, well, where should I find a house? And I hear so many people doing mailers and driving for dollars. And those are all great techniques. But for me, I thought, let me go to where the properties are prevalent. And that happened to be the MLS. So I don't like to do things the hard way. So I went and found a house on MLS. And then I called a couple of realtors. I thought, well, the first person on my team will be a realtor. I went through a couple to find a hungry realtor, someone who was responsive to my needs, someone who would listen to me, that would work with an investor. Great. Then I found the realtor. Then I said to the realtor, who do you like to work with? Who do you recommend in terms of a contractor? Who do you recommend in terms of a property management company? And that is exactly how I built my team. I found that rock stars will lead us to other rock stars. And whenever I found a good one, I would say, who do you recommend as a title company? Who do you re recommend as an accountant? And that is simply how I built my team. It was the easiest part of the whole real estate adventure. I want to thank you for not going out and getting your real estate license and saying, oh, I can take this on myself because so many women say that they're like, well, if I need a realtor, why don't I just go get my license and then I can do it too. And you're going, no, I already have a job and a side hustle and two kids. I don't need that. I need somebody else who's already in that world who can just fill in the blanks for me and then get paid. Absolutely, Whitney. I take that word passive so seriously. That is what I wanted to create. I don't want another job. I have a job. I wanted this to be passive, and that is exactly what I've created. You know, I don't spend a lot of time anymore doing it. I am the opposite. I saw how much money my mom was buying a house off the MLS. I saw how much that agent was making. I said, if anybody's going to make that much money off my mom, it's going to be me. So I got a license. I'm the broker for Winnie buys houses. And oh, if that wasn't the silliest thing I've ever done, just to become an investor, and I've only used it twice after. I got my license and I got more into real estate and I figured out how to do the letters and the driving for dollars and the bandit signs. And then I got another job for myself and then my mom didn't buy anything else on the market. <laughs> but isn't it great that you can look back and say, if I could have done this differently, because a few mistakes means that we're out there, we're active, we're doing it. We're in action mode instead of analysis paralysis. How do you handle mistakes and staying out of analysis paralysis? Because that's where a lot of women get stuck up to their neck. They can't move because what if I make a mistake? What if I give them the wrong number? I always turn it around and I say, what if I don't? What if I don't do anything? What if I just stay here and ruminate about making $2,000 a month with Social Security? That part scared me to death. Poverty scares me more, inaction scares me more than the few little minor hiccups that I 
could or would or will make down the road. You know, I always compared it to, I always said $2,000 a month. No way. I'm not going to settle for that. And that fueled me. That gave me my why. And that I think was the most important aspect for women and gentlemen to find, find that why. For me, it was like retirement, two grand, hell no. I'll do whatever it takes. I love that. I love that attitude. I have that kind of same attitude like, okay, I'm going to make a mistake, but let's figure it out and fix it and keep going. It's not like any, I mean, everything's fine. We're all human. I've made six mistakes so far today and I haven't even left the house yet. So <laughs> it's fine. I'm still alive. Let's keep going. It's not like somebody's going to smack your hand with a ruler because you made a mistake. It ain't school. It's life. Let's go. Absolutely. And you are the boss. So, you know, who's going to yell at you? <laughs> <laughs> My accountant. She yells at me quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, tell me the good, bad, and ugly. I love to talk about good, bad, and ugly. And if we're talking about mistakes, tell me about a mistake that you made and how you course corrected so that other women don't have to make that mistake. I would say one of my mistakes was that I grew too fast. I had 21 properties in 11 months. So that meant I had so many vacancies and I had so many rehabs that I needed. I never thought that through. So I had all these rehabs because they were all vacant when I purchased them. So that was my biggest challenge and my biggest mistake and my biggest hurdle. But in retrospect, Whitney, if I had to do it all over again, I wish I'd purchased double what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> it was awful when I was there, but it was worth it. <laughs> Absolutely right. It was miserable for that first year, but I wish I had 42 right now. Oh man. And I mean, your kids learned a ton too and saw you do all that. And so, you know, when it's their turn to help you manage those, cause I help my mom manage her stuff. When it's their turn, they're going to remember what it took to get to this. And then if you go through another Valley, they're going to say, it's okay. We've been here before. <laughs> Absolutely. We're still eating. There's still food on the table and you know, we're not going to settle for two grand a month in your retirement. And, and then our children will have to take care of us. If we're smart enough to develop the why and create the action plan and never quit, just don't quit, your children won't have to take care of all of us when we're elderly. Yeah, yeah, that's gotta be a good why also. For sure. So tell me about the Invest Her group. My friends Elizabeth and Andressa, Andressa, did I say it right? Yep, Andressa. Have started the invest her community they've got a great podcast they've been on the she buys it podcast before and we just started kendra ellis started the knoxville invest her chapter but you have the fort lauderdale chapter so tell me what you got going on in fort lauderdale for the invest her community yes it's an awesome organization i encourage everyone to go to the website and check it out i was one of the original group leaders a year and a half ago that started our chapter we now have 250 women in the Fort Lauderdale Investor Group. We meet monthly. Not everyone shows up, of course, out of the 250, but we have a great showing. Every month, uh, all the women get together, and some groups have educational components. Some just commiserate and talk about real estate amongst each other. And we have all walks of life. I know I have an anesthesiologist, a dentist, a waitress, you name it. I have all walks of life in the group. And it's so inspiring. I met someone, a friend of mine, about three months ago. She had no, no properties in a month and a half after going to the group and hearing other women's success story. Now she has three properties. So it's just a way to uh, motivate and encourage and inspire other women. 
I love that. And so why, why is it important to motivate and inspire other women? I think because it's a, a man's world out there. It's a, it's a boy's club. And the more we can get women to uh, lean in and stand up and realize this real estate world is really meant for us. And also the ability to bring on others. I know there have been so many mentors out there, such as yourself, that have paved the way for me that I learn. I love being the least educated person into each room I walk into. I am a sponge and I want to learn from all of the mentors out there. So in re in repayment, I like to pull along a few others and share my knowledge with them and just build this great uh, network of uh, inspirational real estate investors. I love that. So I completely agree that it's a man's world. And in October, I bought the Knox RIA, the Real Estate Investor Association, the local Knoxville chapter of the National RIA. I bought it from a man. And I just found out yesterday that the local apartment association was bought by a woman from a man. And I feel like we're in this great wave of the women stepping up and helping other women get these deals done. And I got to tell you, 250 people, even wanting to be involved in a monthly meeting blows my mind. Last month, we had 75 people show up to the Knox Rhea meeting. It was the largest meeting that the Knox Rhea has had in like probably a year or two. And it was only my second meeting. So somehow, some way, you are leading, even though you're two states away, you're helping me lead by leading this other group and show me that it's possible. If I can get 250 people at the Knox Rhea meetings, like I, my head will explode. That would be amazing. And we had our first invest her meeting. Kinder's running it. And I do a ladies tea through the Knox Rhea. And it just so happens to always be at the same place as the invest her meeting. <laughs> so Kendra really is in charge of that subgroup through the Knox Rhea and running the invest her groups. And we had 20 people. It was our biggest subgroup meeting of the entire month was the ladies tea and the invest her meetup because women are hungry. We're thirsty for information. And for thousands of years, women sat together in a community and learned and grew from each other. And now we all sit at home and play on this little box and watch this other box. And we're literally dying on the inside in our hearts for a community. And I Absolutely. think that's why that's the biggest why for me to get women together because our hearts and souls need other women. Absolutely. And our bank accounts certainly don't hurt either when we have it. So yeah, put it into that. Why it's just so inspirational what you're doing, Whitney. And my mom has always been a business owner, but she was always the backseat to her dad and her brother, but now she's running it herself. And now I'm seeing all these other women step up into the boss position. And it's a great movement of women showing women that it's okay to make 10, 15, $50,000 a month. You don't have to settle for $50,000 a year. You can do that a month. I'm doing it. You're doing it. She's doing it. We're all doing this together. And so I think we were kind of maybe taught a little bit. I know my mom's generation was taught a little bit that the man was maybe supposed to make all the money. Girl, go get your money. Get your money. Don't depend on a man. My mom taught me that. Don't depend on a man to get you a necklace, a house, a car, or dinner. Absolutely. You can do this yourself. Let's do this. Quit acting like a knight in shining armor is going to show up because he ain't coming. Nope. <laughs> and I love my <laughs> husband. I love my daddy. I love my brother, my uncle, my papa. I love the men in my life. 
but I am smart and strong and I can do this myself. Yep. Many have gone ahead of us and, and paved the way. So we just have to find our why and follow in. One lady I really look up to, and I never met her, never talked to her, but her name is Wendy Patton, and she's in Michigan, and she runs a ton of companies. She used to coach on lease options, and then she just kind of got tired of it, I guess, and I always thought, why? There's so many people out here that need you, and now that I'm five years into it, I'm going, okay, I know why. <laughs> it's because you're running five companies, and coaching just needs to be a smooth process Absolutely. in one of those companies. <laughs> yeah. That's where the investor group grow, is so important because it can be somewhat passive because I really like that passive word. And I, I go once a month and there's just so many great, bright women. It doesn't take a lot of time. So I would encourage all the women to look into it. I just referred my younger cousin to the group in Boston. So we're starting to get worldwide, certainly nationwide, and we can refer our people out. If I have anyone in Tennessee, I'll refer them to you, Whitney. Please, please, please tell them to come on over to the either Noxria world or the She Buys It world. <laughs> I'd love to help them. Yes. All right, so any plans to get 21 more houses? You said you'd like to have 42, so what's the plan for 2020 and 2021? Absolutely, my number has always been more. And I like that number. That's what I'm after. I uh, purchased one this past December and I'm working with my lender to, per I have one under contract right now. So we're trying to juggle a few things around with the whole lending scenario. But yeah, I'm still after it. I'm still doing it. My motto is just start, take action and never quit. And I will never quit. I will always be in acquisition mode as long as I can. Well, I have to coach you a little bit here and let you know that there's those owner financing deals so that you you tapped out at the bank that's fine there's sellers out there that will finance to you there's a good chance in Fort Lauderdale or somewhere in South Florida there's probably a handful of old farts ready to sell their portfolio and they just want that money every month absolutely good advice Whitney I'm certainly looking into that <laughs> yep good advice <laughs> Forget the bankers, it's fine. Though the realtor you're working with, they probably know some old people ready to offload some properties. Yes, that's it, the beauty of this real estate game. There's always more to learn. Like my friends who are not in it saying, you're still going to these meetings, you're still learning. Don't you know it by now? And I'm like, no, there's so much to learn. It's so exciting. Uh, Grey's Anatomy has been on the air for like 15 years and people are still watching it and care. So yeah, there's still more to do and learn. Absolutely. Thank goodness, or we'd be bored. <laughs> Wouldn't we, though? Uh, you know, earlier we were talking about what do you tell these women when they say they don't have enough time, and that's what I would tell them. Cancel your uh, Netflix subscription. Cancel your Comcast subscription. Keep your internet. But if you cut out TV, most people waste 20 hours a week on TV, either on the news or Grey's Anatomy or what is it, Empire or something. But they, they kill a good chunk of their time that they could be using to learn or to call sellers or to do whatever else, they lose it to a box that's not gonna pay them. Quit that, girls. Absolutely. If you're gonna quit anything, quit wasting time. Yep, take a look at your 24 hours a day. We all get the 24 hours and use it for productivity for your future because no one else will do that for us. We need to just figure it out and many women have. And at least if you're going to watch those TV shows, 
go to Bed Bath & Beyond. They make these little trays that you can sit in your lap and you can stuff yellow letters while you're watching Paw Patrol. You can have your laptop up, scroll in the MLS, sending offers, asking your realtor, like do something besides watching the TV and watching Facebook, unless you're posting on Facebook that you buy houses. Like Facebook is a great way to get deals. The, uh, the best condo that I've ever bought, I paid $50,000 on a $120,000 deal because I was posting on Facebook. It's free. Amazing. Do it girls. Do it. Put it out there. People are going to talk about you. Tell them what to say. You buy houses. Yep. I have a business card and I hand them out with the investor, with the meeting, with the date and the time. And every woman I run into, I hand them and I say, yep, the information's all on my little card there. Show up next month. And they do. And it's awesome. And the more we can get that word out, the better off we're all going to be in another five or 10 years. For sure. Rita, thank you so much. Uh, tell me, you mentioned books and podcasts that you were listening to when you were cramming to get ready for your 11 month sprint. <laughs> What's your favorite book on real estate investing? Long Distance Investing by Ooh. David Green. It's an awesome tutorial. It was just written a few months ago. Even if you're not a long distance investor, it gives you the step-by-step -step how to put your team together, what to do first, what to do second. I've read the book twice already. It's all highlighted and dog-eared. It's an excellent book. Long Distance Investing by David Green with an E. Are your houses close to you or are they long distance? They are all long distance and I own most of them without ever having seen them. I put my team together and I have no intention of seeing them and I've completed 21 rehabs long distance without ever seeing the properties. So it can be done. <laughs> That is a beautiful testimony to just getting in there and getting it done no matter what comes up. You can do this. Absolutely. We have the whole country to choose from and there's so many great areas. You know, there's Birmingham, Alabama, there's Kansas City, there's parts of the Midwest, there's Detroit coming, making a revitalization. Look around, ladies and gentlemen, there are so many. And if you have a secret sauce of, of you used to live somewhere or you still know somewhere in that place, that's the area you should concentrate on if you still know, you know, the streets block by block, but we're no longer just uh, limited to paying more for a property for the convenience of driving past it. We now have the whole world to choose from because of the internet. I call it a honey hole. That's where we go to make the money, honey. We're the queen bee. We're the big fish in a small pond and it doesn't have to be where you live. It just has to be where we're going to make money. For sure. I love that. And I would say for you, you called it the convenience of it being close by. I think it's a little bit of an inconvenience because I have some apartments about a mile away from my mom's office and people know that that's my mom's office and those are my apartments. So people come to her office looking for me. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I have a property manager. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. My tenants don't know me. They don't have my name. They don't know how to find. It's great. Nope. Uh, you're right. It could be an inconvenience because you have so much more proximity to take care of small problems. That's why we leverage people. That's right. I love it. All right. Is there any advice that you have for ladies that are getting started? Maybe they're a little scared. They don't have the same mindset that you do that we'll just figure out the mistakes as we go. What would you tell a woman who's ready to get started, but she just hasn't gotten started yet? I would say get plugged in. Find out your local RIA, your local invest her group, 
get around other like-minded people. That is the greatest incentive because you can see someone else that's 20 years younger than you are, 20 years older than you are, and they're crushing it. Uh, become self-educated. Uh, get into bigger pockets. Listen to the podcast. Read some books. But get plugged in somehow and get around others that are actually doing it. And to summarize that, I heard you say, just get rid of your excuses. Just do it. Absolutely. Start, take action and just never quit. And your bank account will grow. Trust me. I'm amazed. I'm making more. I was making more after 11 months from my W2 job that I work rather hard at. So yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And if you're going to bank loans, it's important to have that W2 loan. I mean that W2 job so you can get those loans. That's why I keep, don't tell my boss, but that's why I'm keeping it <laughs> <laughs> longer. Does your boss know that you're real estate, you're doing real estate investing? No, ma'am. It's none of their business. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, good. Well, Rita, I am so proud of you. You're doing an awesome job. Keep it up. Thank you so much. Uh, I may be in Fort Lauderdale next January and I'll pop in and find out when your meeting is. Oh, absolutely. If anyone wants to contact me, I'm on Bigger Pockets all the time. But thank you, Whitney, for all that you do for the ladies, for the women out there, for the whole real estate community. You are an inspiration. I love looking at your podcasts and your Facebook spots. You're, you're one of my heroes. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And that goes a long way on some of the hard days, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anywhere else, anybody can get in touch with you if they have more questions? Probably Bigger Pockets is the uh, best spot. Rita Medeiros, I'm on there a lot. I'm a pro member and go on there and look at the podcasts and the books and all that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rita. Y'all don't forget to subscribe to the She Buys It podcast. And I have a free gift for you. If you go to getyourfirstdeal.com, we will email you a whole packet of information emailed on how to get your first deal. Go to getyourfirstdeal.com or sign up for First Deal Done Fast and I can help you walk through step-by-step step setting up the situation and a glimpse into my team so that you can build your own team like we talked about earlier. But y'all, most importantly, take some massive action. Get out there. Let's get these deals done and build those bank accounts. Bye, girls. <laughs>